0: good morning sir good morning how are you i'm good how you doing pretty good we haven't uh we haven't potted in uh weeks three weeks now something like
1: that. yeah this might be like our our longest stretch without a pod
0: yeah it's good
1: to get back to it i
0: think difficult times difficult times the world is uh (laughs) world's on its head right now
1: yeah we had a couple false starts where we met at our usual time and just like it became clear within a minute or two is like neither of us is in the right headspace to talk about business right now yeah yeah, it's it's pretty stressful at the moment but
0: yeah yeah it really is
1: but we think we can we can get through it today
0: i think so I think I'm so. Ready.
1: Yep. so we're um we're back to the office now are you yeah
0: all right tuple office tuple hq is open
1: tuple hq yeah still still minimal like joel and spencer are some of the only people i actually see to me, the, the trade-offs there are, are, are worth it to us. I guess we've decided that it's, it's worth the, the additional risk to be able to to be with each
0: other. Man, it's as an extrovert, it is very nice. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. Have you done anything special now that you're back in the same room together that you weren't able to do um, no. remotely? Uh, <laughs> Uh, other than video games, not really. <laughs> well, that's something. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like, the other day we like we got lunch and then ate it outside and ended up like talking for like an hour afterwards, and that is the kind of like impromptu, not a scheduled meeting, just like conversation happening that I have definitely missed and I think is, is kind of important. There's like there's good ideas and there's there's things that come up and like issues that get raised when it's, you're kind of casually sitting around eating or hanging out. That I think like maybe wouldn't warrant uh, making a thread on twist or like scheduling a call and discussing this thing. And some of that stuff is really important, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, anytime something gets officially scheduled, it kind of puts a veneer around it of like officialness that kind of <laughs> like sucks the um, the spontaneity out of it or the kind of, I don't know, just feels different, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Or like trying to have a, a lengthy,
1: maybe sensitive conversation over... Video chat is like, you can do it, but it's not ideal. There's just like a little bit of that latency and a little bit of like that not realness. You're not actually making eye contact with somebody. It's harder to read their body language. There's some there's some things that are challenging to overcome there, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But it's, it's nice to be seeing the guys again. That's the first time we've seen each other in like seven weeks, I think. Jeez. Which is the <laughs> longest we've gone since uh, we started the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it's like it's weird it's like i mean we're basically like family now Mm -hmm. it's like wow i haven't Mm -hmm. seen my brother in this long and i haven't seen my co-founders in this long and like it's like (laughs) similar
0: i have similar thought processes around those yeah yeah i guess i haven't really heard like how are things in boston like what level of openness are businesses at this point
1: um well just yesterday uh
0: joel got a haircut so okay (laughs) barbershops are open yep yep but you
1: know everyone's masked and there's no like you can't wait in the waiting room you have to wait outside there's no walk-ins you have to have an appointment they have people spread out so there things are things are opening even the things where there's like you know multiple people inside a closed location there's like fairly stringent requirements on all these businesses and walking around it's like very close to 100 percent of people are in masks even outside it's opening but slowly and, and pretty carefully
0: yeah yeah it's about the same
1: here mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm heartened to see people wearing masks. Mm, yeah. When I left town to go to my parents about 5 weeks ago, there was like maybe 30% of people or 20% of people. And now it's it's really it's almost everybody.
0: Yeah, it takes takes a while to shift people's uh habits. And I will admit like I struggled hard even knowing like going into a situation like this is, this is definitely an occasion to be wearing one like i've struggled hard to just change the habit of like always having one on me <laughs> you know half the time i just leave it hanging by the door and then i'm like dang it i gotta figure out how to get one <laughs> interesting so. it's that's that actually has been my
1: brain has shifted around that pretty fast where now it feels pretty normal it's like okay keys wallet phone mask okay let's go and like the the social weirdness of it for the first week or so is like it feels a little bizarre And now it just, it's, it feels very normal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Humans are good at adaptation. That's one, that's one thing I think we're good at. Yeah. So work stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You and I actually are going to start doing some work on tuple onboarding. And actually we haven't even talked about like officially shipping the redesign. I don't think since it, since it went live. Totally. Yes. Yeah. We shipped the redesign. (laughs) It happened. (laughs) Yeah. It happened
1: you and i worked together to basically redo the tuple ui which it sorely needed we started with a beta test with just a couple teams and then we rolled it out to like an open, more open beta where people anyone could opt in that wanted to and just i think last week uh, we pushed it out to everybody and it's now the default and it's been getting very good reviews oh good good yeah <laughs> and and like no hate you know that's that awesome like, yeah that's unheard of almost i and know i don't I'm think anyone happy. has complained which is crazy
0: no one saying who moved my cheese, you know. Yeah. So props <laughs> to you for, for that. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. Either that or they're just keeping quiet and waiting to unleash uh <laughs> on us. <But> right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. And yeah. also you wrote us a killer blog post, which
1: I want to start promoting and we can do now, which is tuple.app slash blog. You wrote a, a sort of a deep dive on the redesign and how we went about it and some of the before and afters that I think are are really interesting
0: if you're curious about the details. That was a fun one to to put together because once I started creating the visuals, the kind of the side by sides, that's where like it's like oh yeah, there's there's quite a bit here to to dive into and talk about totally. And
1: and and my next item is actually talking about onboarding, and then some of the people on the onboarding were on the old, or actually most of the people on on the onboarding calls were on the old UI, and it was funny to me how old it looked, (laughs) yeah, outdated. (laughs) Like I saw them open it up, I was like, oh, they're on the gross old UI. Wow, why did they do that? (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I guess just like a week ago, this wasn't even available to everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that to me is a, is, is a good sign. Yeah. So what's your process been like for you, you solicited people to uh, basically record their experience, right? I did. Yeah. So I tweeted about this and said, hey, if you're if you're willing to record
1: yourself signing up for Tuple and like dictate your thoughts, I'll throw a, a discount on your account. And got a good number of takers uh, that turned into about five people that actually made it through the the funnel, as it were, and uh, sent me a video. And man, it is so useful to watch people use your thing. And I I had this sort of thought today, which is kind of like, it's a little bit like new users are kind of archaeologists, in that they're seeing the system that built up and changed and evolved over time. And when I look at the system, I understand all these parts and all the motivations and they are just seeing the snapshot in time of this thing that has evolved in various ways and its evolution has not been mm, graceful i guess or it has not you know like it, it evolves in fits and starts and in various places and in some places the the domain models is sticking out and obvious and in some places it doesn't match what they're expecting and it's it's just interesting to it's interesting to see
0: yeah, you're in a unique position when you're running through an app for the first time. Because even even as just a user, not even a person creating it, but as a user, after using it for a couple of times or for a week or whatever, you just become immediately blind to yes, totally. <laughs> to, this, to the things. And we've been so. with it for forever since it's the beginning. And so it's like, I, I can't even see the blind
1: spot. I, you know, everything is just a blind spot. I have two examples. So one is just like, we originally thought tuple was going to be used for f- by freelancers and then we were like oh wait no it's going to be used by teams let's drop the freelancer support no wait let's put the freelancer support back and we basically ended up in this situation where like there's kind of like two modes your team can be in like one is like everyone on the team is a paid user because you're all on the team and you want to have full pairing rights or you're a freelancer and you're the only paid user and everyone you invite should be a guest and unpaid and not be charged for them um, but that's okay because only one person on a call needs to be a paid user. And so we have this like toggle during sign-up. It's like, are you on a normal team or are you a freelancer? And like, we have some explanatory copy, but like, no one reads it. And also no, no one really understands what the implications of choosing one or the other is. And once you've chosen that, you can't go back and change it. And so I saw people in videos be like, oh, I think I picked the wrong one. I'm wondering if this this issue that I saw is because I chose this thing back there and I can't go change it. And it's it's just like this this decision that was we like made two years ago roughly and it's still kind of like sticking out like the apparatus is is sticking out in space oh and that's
0: that's the kind of friction that you don't you don't really want that ideally on your first step of sign up Seriously. where there's like the first choice is like oh which one do i make am i gonna lock myself in right totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. any choice during onboarding is kind of bad
1: i think like you want the smoothest funnel possible and it's like yeah, and we've done the opposite. <laughs> like, the very first thing we do is present them as like A or B. And they're like, well, I don't really understand A versus B. And it's like, great. Well, maybe just don't sign up then. <laughs> yeah. So I sort of knew this was a problem, but watching every person hit that point and go, "Uh," was like, oh my God, this has got to be costing us so many signups. Or at least, you know, confusion for people that press through and, and don't quite understand the, the implications of the decision they've made. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think maybe even a better example is... Seems so basic. It's amazing. So tuple.app, the root page is a landing page that describes what we make, why we made it, the features, and you know, has this big box up at the top, which is like get started. And there's a email field and a get started button. Everyone saw that and is like, I can't find the call to action. Like, where do I actually sign up? And like they're looking at the login link in the top right and they're scrolling the page. And what I realized is, like, they are seeing that and seeing it as a newsletter sign-up. Which totally makes sense because that page originally was a newsletter sign-up. It was the <laughs> thing that we had before you could sign up or that you could basically use to get on the mailing list. And so it, it has an email field and a get started button or like a, you know, join the list originally button. And then eventually we're like, okay, let's open this up to the world. And we just connected that action to the new user's new page and pre-filled the email but that's not how anybody does it. That's what n-
0: no one is expecting that. Right. And so I was wondering, I was wondering, actually, I was going to meant to ask you this as I started to have started to kind of look at the flow. I was like, this is an interesting trick. I wonder if they found like, this is extra effective at getting people to push through to the next step or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's extra effective in our
1: incompetence. <laughs> I mean, it's, you can, you can see, Listen, what I me mean about the archeology, span right? It's like, there was this thing and like in my head this just sort of made sense or like it was probably 18 months ago i was like what's the shortest path to just letting people sign up for themselves versus me manually inviting them which is what i used to do and it was like oh let's just connect this to this and then let them go to users new and i was like great and then you know we went off and did ten thousand other things and never did i like watch someone sign up and have them go i don't see how to sign up i don't understand like where's the sign up button and realize oh duh of course like it looks like a newsletter sign up that's what it was and yeah, so it doesn't like trigger that thing in your brain of like, oh, this is the call to action. This is the go
0: button. Yeah, I thought maybe it was a crafty way to capture email addresses. And then if they dropped off on the next step, you could at least nurture them back or something. Yes,
1: th- there was a little bit of that. Like when we made this change, like, oh, we can like fire a JavaScript event and save the email and then like maybe catch people if they, if they bail out. Um, so we actually do a little bit of that. Like that is one benefit of that thing there. But that was kind of like a, we we accidentally kind of discovered that. We're like, oh, we, that's right.
0: We have emails here. That's kind of cool. And we didn't stop and think like, does
1: this make sense to people?
0: Yeah. And probably worth fixing the confusion. Like, even if you have to get rid of that benefit, it'll probably be a net positive if you kind of clear up that confusion and just add a normal uh, sign up button. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. I've never watched someone use a thing I made and
1: not learn stuff or like felt like, okay, there's like three immediate things I have to fix. And this is just, just you know, more. another Another anecdote in that anecdote quiver but I, I'm, I'm excited like it's the feeling i have watching this is like wow there's there's some low-hanging fruit here it's it's awesome that people have pushed through these confusing points in our onboarding they must really want this thing but also like let's let's fix these asap
0: yeah i was telling you like this is i feel like a sign of just really strong product market fit <laughs> it's like you're able to see the kind of results you can see kind of despite maybe this points where there's a lot of inefficiency and i think um when you're in the opposite position you can see people who are just really good at doing all all the right things at all these stages and yet still like struggle to gain traction because like really the biggest driver of traction is probably like getting strong product market fit and people will put up with a lot of a lot of stuff um if they're getting the end result that they want ultimately Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and so many of our customers come from word of
1: mouth so if your friend says, you should try this, it's good. Maybe you push through the pain of how, of the sign process. Yeah. Yeah. I keep having these thoughts of like, man, good software is just so hard. Like a like a good app, a good SaaS, a good whatever. It's just like, it takes so long. There's so many pieces to it. Like There's so many areas of expertise you need to have and tests you need to run and things to implement. And it's like, man, it just takes years and years to make something really good.
0: It really does. I mean, and I've been doing a lot of building kind of heads down building because it hasn't been a great time to like push a bunch of marketing stuff (laughs) with everything happening in the world. So I've been really heads down, but like just on days where I'm most productive, i just feel so exhausted at the end because it's like i'm making a thousand little decisions about every little thing like all right now i need to add a database table now i need to like design this new ui oh it's a yet another blank canvas what is this what's this going to look like how's this going to function it's like it's pretty dang exhausting yeah totally i mean i
1: feel that and we don't have a blank canvas yeah like just even that chat we had the other day i said like after lunch it was just like there's just a hundred different ways we could go, and decisions we can make that are going to materially affect the business and our happiness and quality yeah. of life. And it's it's just decision after decision, and it's it's pretty challenging. It's very draining. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, someday I think we're gonna have some good software. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I'm, I'm excited to just keep improving it. It's it's yeah,
0: yeah, and that's part of why doing these tuple projects is is fun for me because I know that you know I can look at something and spot. A bunch of ways to improve it, and I also know like this thing is already has been really successful. So what more can this can this do? You know, if we if we optimize this page, and um, that's motivating to to know that like this can be potentially high impact on something that is already performing really well. You know, cool. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that that is present there.
1: And yeah, no, that's 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 what gets me excited too. Is like the idea of like working with people that I like and that are awesome and like improving this thing steadily and like shipping things that make people happy it's just the kind of it's just that's just that's the fun part to me i get excited for releasing things and people have and having people go oh this is great like keep it up this is really you're doing a great job like all right thank you i love it that's what gives me the warm fuzzies so i wanted to ask you a question actually we've been doing some like roadmap planning so the next quarter starts uh in a few weeks. And we're trying to think of, like, okay, what are the big pieces? What are the big things we want to do next quarter? And I wanted to see, did you have a process that you liked
0: for this in Drip? So generally, we wouldn't plan. Like, it was ambitious if we tried to actually plan a whole quarter. You know, probably every product is a little different on on kind of cadence and cycles and, and how much work you're able to, to really plan out. But we would, like, for the most part, it was like every two to four weeks, Rob and I would sit down and kind of reevaluate priorities because things would just end up kind of shifting out from under us, you know, even the best we tried to like lay out, like, this is what, this is what our priorities are for the next two weeks, you know, always new information coming in. So I don't know, it probably depends on how, how like volatile your priority list feels like, as opposed to like, all right, we kind of have a good handle on what we need to do and these projects are going to take longer. You know, I think for us, for a lot of the time, it was, it felt pretty volatile with the exception of like bigger projects, like building workflows. I mean, that was a three month long, you know, process to mvp so our general like approach was to was to kind of sit down every every two to four weeks and sync up on like what work is in flight what's been done recently and and are we make are we on the right track still got it okay yeah were you good about
1: like making a decision and then just like sticking to it and shipping that thing not like getting pulled into other stuff
0: generally yeah like we we really tried to the only way we could make that palatable is by keeping the cycles pretty tight you know kind of this the six-week cadence from base camp would have been like i like that ideally but that would have been really tough i think for a lot of the course of drip it just that's so long (laughs) you know yeah and i I think if you're like 50 people and have these independent
1: teams working with like you know a team that has two developers and a designer on it and you have multiple teams like that maybe those longer cadences are fine yeah yeah but like We sometimes will be like, let's try to do these things, and then it's like, okay, there's a giant sales deal that hinges on us building this. We should build this.
0: Yeah, like an unfair advantage you have at at being small is you can be a bit more nimble, you know, than than having to lock into the six week uh, six week cadence. Right. Exactly. And like it
1: impresses people when you ship things quickly or address their concerns. And I would have trouble, I think, committing to longer stretches like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, six weeks is an awesome chunk of time to make a really substantial dent in something important right and so i want to be doing that too right (laughs) because some of these projects in our heads or backlog are like okay we know this part of the app really needs a rewrite or like a big overhaul but it's a big project but it's also really important and so it's hard to like muster up the energy or to like commit to like okay i'm not going to interrupt you for the next long period of time because it's worth getting this thing uh, moved forward but that's what I'm trying to I'm hoping to do during like the road mapping is like okay let's pick a, like one or two of those things and make, and make sure we have time for them in the quarter because at the end of the year we have to move a number of these these large projects forward otherwise we've not made the substantial progress that we need.
0: Yep. Well, to use workflows as an example, that was a big that was a big long project and it wasn't really something that could easily be chopped up into little pieces. It was just you know, we got to build this this giant new subsystem that has a brand new UI and everything. So like that one had to be on a longer cadence cycle, but we couldn't shift all our resources to that and not do anything else. So we sort of kind of, I think, had that on its own track and tried to make, you know, try to make sure we were making progress to get it done by our kind of deadline that we set for it, but then also had kind of a parallel tighter cycle planning for the smaller stuff and would just just need to fit that in so and you had other people doing that I led most of the development on the initial workflow stuff and then our other developers were working on shorter term things but I think I was also involved like I would sometimes do like you know spend Friday working on smaller things and so maybe work on workflows for for the first four days and then spend a day just kind of tying up loose ends on other stuff Um, Mm. do you remember how many engineers you had at like a few million ARR there was probably like four engineers yeah okay yep and you were doing design too so you didn't have a separate designer right yeah we didn't have a designer until um post-acquisition okay gotcha yep. cool yeah our consensus is that we're like a little understaffed at the
1: moment mm-hmm. we've had like a lot of growth and there's a lot of things we want to do and we uh we could use some more hands very excited to have mikey joining soon but there, there also may be more hires in the in the pipeline for mac or for web or for what's the what do you think your next hire looks like (laughs) we're always we're always thinking about it like linux is very commonly requested so we're always like kind of kicking that idea around like is it do we start now Is this the time do we start and kind of like chip away at it do we hire a full-time person to just just do that we go back and forth on it and i think actually that's going to be kind of a big topic of the next uh sort of planning session as we talk about the next quarter or the next couple quarters there's a future where it's like we just say like tuple is a mac os app it's like clearly there's a ton of mac os developers we can build a very healthy business on mac os we don't ever have to have this client in any other operating system i think and to like have a very nice little company and be plenty profitable and have a good time but our customers want it and we like making our customers happy and we could be uh you know address more of the market and have more developers and make more Uh, that's that's like there's there's like it kind of almost comes down to like philosophical desires it's like technically, surely, we, yeah, we can do this. We know we can eventually make this happen, but do we want that reality? What do we? What do we value?
0: Yeah, it's there's something to be said for being able to relentlessly like focus on making the best, the best Mac client that you can, you know, and probably probably i would say you have you kind of have a deep moat already but if someone were to come in and try to say like we do all the platforms and we're going to compete head on with tuple how can they really get the same level of quality if they're dividing their efforts across you know multiple platforms like
1: yep yeah i think that would be challenging that's a key trade off there is like we can go faster if we just have one client adding more operating systems is an explosion of complexity and so it slows down the development of of all of the the clients mhm so it's it's a tricky one it's a pretty big decision (laughs) it is it is this is that's that's one of the ones that i think we like bat back and forth all the time that's not even talking about like oh what about windows 2 what about like streaming to a web browser all this stuff there's just there's a lot of options out there and one of the things i I keep coming back to is like i look at our growth and i look at our financial performance it's like we're, we're we're growing rapidly things are going really well the market just got tremendous like tremendously bigger so like i already thought mac os was like a plenty big market and now it's much 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 bigger and getting bigger all the time i think so it's like well the current thing is working do we risk doing these risky things do we take on
0: these these things that are potentially you know have potentially have significant downside for significant upside yeah and how do you go about like de-risking that decision like do you is there something you can do to get more information to know like just how risky will this be like endeavoring to build to replicate the client for linux you know right Um, yeah that is a
1: that is a big question like how how hard is it technically but then also like will
0: it make a difference in people buying yes will it be worth it because now you'll have you know another track of support another track of quirks and bugs and potential issues someone might run into yeah with that client um and linux is a fractured ecosystem right yeah like linux is not a
1: thing it's a series of distributions right it's more and of an so, idea <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and, and so it's like we can test tuple on like like we restrict the last i think three versions of mac os at this point and then like there's just not that much there's only a certain number of mac hardware options right there's like macbooks and mac pros and imacs and that's basically it and so it's like, we can effectively test everything if we wanted to, every combination. But if you say, like, now we support Linux, it's like, well, there's there's all these distributions, there's all this hardware, uh, and there's more distributions coming, and the dis- distributions are changing over time, and it's, it's pretty, sounds a bit, sounds like a lot of complexity. Yeah, it does.
0: It really does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think initially our ambitions were pretty modest, and they, I think, have grown a bit. And so, like, how how much and will we like our lives and our company if we uh keep adding
0: these challenging things yeah
1: like which logs do we
0: want challenges are fun and that's where value is created in businesses by like taking on like a meaty challenge and actually solving it but yeah the question is like will that will this turn into a nightmare of maintenance um that you maybe would regret down the line you know
1: i don't know but then again if we've got the budget to like hire a linux person and then like a linux people and like this okay there's a linux team lead with a couple people on that team and that's just like you know someone this is what businesses do right like you take on a problem and then you have people solve it and then they're responsible for doing the parts that they need to do and so it it could just be like a division of tuple is you know the linux client and that doesn't seem crazy to me right
0: yeah no that's very true Mm -hmm. so i don't know more
1: on more debate on this i expect
0: yeah in the future yeah yeah good things though good good things to ponder i mean it's a good problem to have as they say for sure
1: and having the ability to hire um, like having the revenue and the profit to be able to like okay we could we can pay engineers to do things is is quite a luxury that's really really nice yeah no it really is yeah i think that's like a mindset I- we have to get ourselves out of is it's for so long it's been like okay are we going to do x because if we are one of us is going to do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like who has the time to do this thing and now it's like are we going to do x because we could hire a person to do x or maybe even
0: a team to do x it's like okay well that's a different very different story Mm -hmm. get out of that kind of scarcity scarcity mindset yep Yeah, yeah and it's like when i
1: think about doing something it's like well what's my personal level of overwhelm at the moment
0: Mm-hmm. it's like
1: well maybe it doesn't matter because you won't actually be doing that you're going to try to find someone to do that who will do it better than you
0: will yeah it's like oh that okay. yeah. well, no, that's different mm-hmm. yeah. anyway that's a lot about tuple <laughs> well i think that's i think that's a good place to wrap it i was going to maybe talk about mm. some stuff this episode but i'll give myself an, one more week to all uh, right <laughs> give himself <laughs> a one week reprieve get my act together and uh, all right and then yeah i'll have a nice Sounds media good. update next next week okay so that works for me Cool. All right. Notes of the show. Notes for the show can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.
1: See ya.